Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. Hello, everybody. Another week, and we're back with you. So, this has been an awesome week, a special week, and I am very, 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 very happy to be on the correct side of the table again this week. You know, I'm asking the questions, and I have a very special guest. His name is Chance Brown. Uh, very little known on this podcast. I I like to think of him as the Prince of Burlington, North Carolina, and I just think, you know, he's incredible, and he looks great in a hoodie. So, Chance Brown, you know, you guys all know him pretty much. I don't think I need to introduce him. He's just an awesome guy and extremely handsome. <laughs> so, uh, today we're just going to poke his brain and mess around with the gooey stuff and hopefully some good nuggets come out for you guys. But, you know, he's a cheese ball, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, without further ado, Chance Brown. There was the clap track. Yeah, that, that, that worked out great, Don. Thank you. Track. Yes, our, thank you, Don. Our gratitude. We just want to to bless you with that. So I'll yeah, put a I'll put a laugh that. track in there too. Oh yes, yeah. Ha 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 ha. After mine, I think every every crappy joke that I make, we just put a big laugh track behind it. No, we can't. We can't turn into friends. That'd be too many laugh. That'd be too many laugh tracks. Was that a burn on Friends? <laughs> no, no, I love Friends. I feel like they could have backed it up a little bit, but that's a preference. But it made it what it was, so Friends is my favorite Netflix series, so I can't hate on it. Yeah, he has a poster in his room. He's a real fangirl. Yeah, but, yeah. unfortunately, I don't know what anything say, says over there, but it's all right. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Um, But, yeah, I think we should actually do it more than Friends. Like, we should hold ours for 30 seconds for the laugh tracks just to really <laughs> let them know the point. And so you guys can all be blessed with that. Just so, if you didn't yeah. understand that there was a joke there, we made it clear that there was a joke there. Yeah, cue laugh track. <laughs> okay, so Chance, let's dig in. You know, this is let's let's make it a little special for you today. But uh, we'll just start with our regular questions. So Chance. What have been some impactful things in your life, some impactful moments that have made you the person that you are today? Great question, Corbin. Um, what was that crouch? <laughs> it was a. I was expecting a similar question type. I've, like, did it not seem passionate enough? You were like, Corbin. Great question. I'm like, <laughs> Chance. What <laughs> did I do? Did I say something wrong? Was <laughs> no, no. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I'm just all right. Anyway, roll <laughs> for reference. For reference, I told Corbin to really bring out a lot of good questions because I'm not sure of all my answers here. So, big moments that made me who I was. Um, one, I know one big turning point was you're the end of high school with my running. Uh, running has always been a passion of mine, and there was a time junior year that I had. What we've never figured out. I want to just say it was like development of my muscles. Um, I used to be able to run certain speeds. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was overtraining or what happened. Or if it was doing flips and injuries and things like that. Long story short, I could not run nearly the times that I was able to when I was younger. And maybe it was just getting older. 
Um, like I said, the muscle development, but that, that was hard on me because I really wanted to run, um, in college, not D1 or anything. Just, I just wanted to run in college just because I enjoyed it that much. So that was a big turning point. I think that was the reality of, you know, the injuries and setbacks are a part of life. Um, I think some other big changes really occurred out of college, um, that have made me who I am, man, you've got great questions, um, out of college, just moving out, I told myself, interestingly enough, I'm not the type of person that you would think that would probably want an apartment to myself, I'm just very social butterfly, I like having people around me, I like talking to people, I asked my two roommates in college, I bought the crap out of them, was in their room all the time, just like, what's up, what's up, hey, I need to talk to someone, so, I don't think it's been as much of a challenge as I thought it would be, but that was one thing I'd push myself to do is to live on my own. Um, dang, what has made me who I am? I don't know. My family's been a big impact in a positive way. Um, I say that as far as my true family as well as close family friends. I've had a lot of great influences in my life. I've been blessed to have great relationships with friends and family that have been tremendous support along the way. And I think that I can't, I would say my mother would probably be the biggest impact, but not, not, but, and also all of the people that in contribution to her or in, and I'm trying to use words that I also other people have made a huge impact on my life as well. So I'm just been very thankful and blessed to have so many wise people in my life that have, given me uh, I can't your your call from Corbin's got a call yeah, let's keep you. I know we're gonna keep that in there I like the phone call that's uh that's the authentic part of it but but yeah, I mean Don had Don had the microwave in his episodes so. <laughs> <laughs> he did um other impactful moments that I'm willing to share um um we're going to keep it at that right now. First job, first job, we'll put that in there. That's That's been a, I don't know if it, I feel like the big steps in life are almost automatically going to start shaping you as a person. I'm not saying that necessarily does or not, but getting into your first, per se, career, rather, I'll say career rather than job, I don't, because it's, we'll say job, I don't know. But that balance, that definitely was something that was, I wasn't accustomed to, I was very accustomed to a very, very busy schedule, but it was a busy schedule of a pick and choose of what I wanted to do now, you know, of course, um, no, not of course, anyways, that, that takes up a lot of my time, so I'm blessed to have a job, I'm, it's, it's a wonderful job, it's challenged me in many ways, which I enjoy, I think a good challenge should be part of your job if you're just doing a, something over and over again. I don't think I don't feel like there's the growth aspect, but I like that challenge. But of course, it being a challenge is something that pushes me day in and day out. Um, I don't know. I'm going on tangents, man. What's another question okay. here? Yeah, well, I want to ask you. So let's go to the running thing. So you talked about you had you were having leg problems and your your muscles. There was a developmental issue. So how did that? your pride and joy being taken away from you be taken away from you how did that change you have you noticed anything like reflecting on it yeah it's cool i don't know if 
the re the way I think is like Jesus is I don't want to say Jesus is taking things away from me. All I'm saying is I've grew so much as a person. Uh, I've actually had a recent thing where my lungs have. I think a lot of it's funny too because I don't have the answers, nor have I been, nor have I found the answers. So I have to also live with. As I was saying it, I was saying, "Wow, if this these people listen to it, it would be a matter of oh, it's mental." But that's the hardest part, knowing that it's something that's physical. But a doctor can't say, here's the reason, here's your problem, here's something that will fix it. And that was the hardest part in saying, hey, it's not mental, but you have to deal with the fact that something physically has changed about your body and the way that you were able to run versus how you're able to run now, knowing that you're training harder, exerting more energy, but nothing's changing as far as the end result. Um. I think it grew me as a person because you learn that, you know, you, you know, throughout my life, I took for granted a lot of the skills or talents I had. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with these, da, 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 whatever. And I think as I've gotten older, it's a matter of, you know, I thank God in the mornings that I'm able to walk. And it's like, well, I'm, you know, I enjoy running more and I'm thankful to run as well. And I'm thankful for that. But I'm like, wow, I'm just thankful that I can walk because, not everyone has all the thing. It's there's just so much that is taken for granted on a on a daily basis from almost everybody in the world. I mean, if we have food on, if we have food, if we have clothes, and we have shelter, I mean, that's that's an honest blessing, blessing, and that's what Jesus says He'll provide for us. But you know, in con, in addition to that, there's so much more that you know God gives us different types of gifts, um, and He's blessed me with different gifts. And sometimes I wasn't as thankful as I should have been, especially younger and still realizing now, like I'm trying to learn to be more thankful for all the things I have. And God's really shown me that, especially recently, you know, then it was a matter of, okay, well, I want to run distance. I want to, you know, I'm blessed to be able to still run. Obviously I can't run the same times, which was disappointing, but it's like God's still giving me the ability to go out on a pavement and run X amount of miles. So I took advantage of that because I still enjoyed running. And here recently, I had signed up for a marathon. And <laughs> I don't know if it's COVID or it's mono or if it's the COVID shot or what did it. But my lungs are, at like, I would say like half capacity. Like, it's just obvious and apparent. If you know me, if you know how I used to be, um, there was a certain energy level when I ran. I was accustomed to the heat. It wasn't the factors that were going on around me because I had been used to those um i've ran in the heat before i've ran through different things um dang man you're a popular you're a popular man corbin it was cutting off my tangent anyways you had an injury it was something you were prideful for you loved running and when it was taken away you came to appreciate the things they, maybe you didn't even realize were there before, but now you're you're able to be grateful for them because you can see what the other side of that looks like whenever you don't have things that you enjoy or take for granted. Maybe is that I the would case? say I would say in time it took me a long time. At first, it was frustration. It was why? What's the reason? This is this is not fair, but it was fair. It was it's life, um, and I didn't realize what I had until I didn't have it, which. I tend to learn the hard way sometimes. Uh, as I've gotten older, I try to 
change that because in certain things they're so important that you don't want to learn the hard way. Um, sometimes I make a joke at it with little things because little things are sometimes funny to learn the hard way. Um, some are not, especially bigger life events. But yes, um, to answer your question, in time, I've learned to appreciate it more. And also I've learned to rely on, on God more. Um, I wouldn't say back then as much. I, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I don't feel like the relationship was the same as it is now. It's like, you know, my running career, we'll say, it's not, you know, competitive, but my career as far as me enjoying running, going running races, training, depends on the ability that Jesus is going to give me. It's not, it's not up to me, but if I'm blessed with that ability, I'm going to use it to my, to my benefit. Um, if I'm not, it's something I have to accept that God is saying, maybe I should spend my time that I was running elsewhere, that there's another plan. And it's, it's not easy even saying that and realizing that, but maybe that's part of it. Now, if he gives me the opportunity to continue running how I used to, you know, I would love that, but he's taking a step back, understanding my plan isn't the right one. It's his, um, and that just allows me to lean on him even more, which is ultimately what I would love to do is just be completely dependent upon him in all situations. Okay, great. So in a sentence, what, what about, uh, moving into an apartment alone has changed you? Like, give me one sentence real quick. Mm, Dang, one sentence. I'll say one word is responsibility. Great. Now, in one word, what have you learned by working at UPS? One sentence, one word, something to that magnitude. Mm, That's tough as well. That's all right. There's a lot of things going through my head on that. First one that comes up. Uh, Work is what you make it, but I don't necessarily agree with that 100% depending upon the situation you're in. Oh, really? Okay, gotcha. But then again, I do believe life is what you make it because, you know, know, I don't mean to be referenced. Well, I do. I'm glad I'm I'm not trying to be a knowledge, knowledge. I don't know nearly as much as the Bible. I just know. I think it's Paul. You probably correct me on this. I don't know if, but Paul, I think, was the one that was thrown in jail. And I'm actually reading a portion of it now. He has such a positive attitude. And the dude's like, if you look at the events that have just recently happened, it's like, I would be absolutely, uh, you know, it seems unfair. It seems unjust. It seems like his situation is just like you going to work, you know, your boss absolutely screams at you. You get fired. You get dumped. You get your dog passes away that day. You uh, you get kicked out of your apartment. You're, you, like, everything happens. And then Paul's like, all right, well, thank you so much that I still have clothes on my back. And it's like, how do you think like that? And so I would say work is what you make it. Great. I mean, I think that's a larger theme, that thoughts dictate your reality. <laughs> yeah, um, I like my tangents. They're going to be, that's going to be the podcast theme. It's yeah. It's going to be called Tangents. <laughs> tangents with Chance, coming to HBO. HBO, rather. Um uh, 
Yeah, I think I think that's good, and I think you get to something that's really really deep there about how powerful thoughts can be. It depends on the, your quality of thinking and whether those thoughts are positive in nature or negative in nature, and accept and realizing that we do have control over our thoughts, if nothing else. So cool, I love that. Um, so now we're getting into the big league questions here. So chance for I need to I, get me some. I need to get me some big league chew. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chew it into the mic. Um, but yeah, I want to ask you. It doesn't seem like you've done anything that's been terrifically bold. So I'm gonna ask a couple of questions here to get down to the root of maybe something that you should be doing, or not should be doing. I don't want you to shit on yourself, but that would be great for your life. That maybe you're not pulling the trigger on. So chance, if you could do anything right now, pursue anything right now with no chance of failure, like you, you, if you do it, you will succeed at it, what would you do? Can you repeat the question just so I can soak it in? I'm listening. I'd heard the question. I just... Sure. What could I do if, if I there was no any if there chance was, of failure? Yeah. What would you do if there was absolutely no downside to it? Like you could right just... Now? Like, yeah, like there's no chance of, oh, it didn't work out. Like it was just you were doing it. I know this, this is this is just the first thing that came to my mind. If my lungs, it, and there's an if in it, if my lungs were better, yeah. I would still do it regardless, but it would be a blessing to have my lungs better. Um, I would drop everything I'm doing and go on the bike trip with David. Cool. Because it would be cool. That's great. That's great. So you would go on the bike trip with David. So... If if he would allow me, of course, I'm not I'm not putting out there that he would. But I told we we've had we've had a conversation or two about if I was able to tag along. So if I was allowed to tag along, yes, I'd go on the bike trip with David. Gotcha. So, what's holding you back from doing that? Um. Well, I have a job that I'm not right. able. I mean, when you're when you're biking 80 miles a day, you're not going to have time to balance the two. Okay, gotcha. So anything else that, like, you would love, like, when you imagine your perfect life, what parts, what things are a part of your perfect life? Um, a lot of things, I wouldn't say a lot. Seeing... I feel like most people in life have this, I want to help people um, mindset, which is awesome. I feel like everyone has a different way of wanting to do it, though. Yeah. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just around the right people that do want to help other people, which is awesome. Because I feel like helping people is is amazing. That light me up type feeling is probably if someone were to just come back to me and just say, hey, you changed my life for good. Like, in a good way. Um, Years later, things that I would say I, but I'm trying to work on saying, like, Jesus gave me the ability to Mm -hmm. change someone. And, like, three years later, it'd be like, hey... That thing you did, that thing you told me when you said to do this, I'm a whole different person because of that. Great. I know that's really vague. I think it's a matter of maybe if I pinpoint no, it's it because not. I have a love. 
We're about to get there. I, I'm, okay, I'll leave it. I'll leave the question up to you. Yeah. So, so you want to catalyze people into into making their lives closer to what their ideal is, right? I I just <laughs> this is great. This is funny. I want what we're doing for people to be like. I made my leap of faith, and this is how it happened. This is how it. This is, this is it. Let me tell you about my story and where it started. Great, that's great, man. So, with you, we talked about there's different ways of helping people, and I think that's great. I think that's an awesome intuition for people because I think that's inherently loving. And to make it biblical, you know, they talk about that a lot, and I think it's First Corinthians talking about love and, and what that looks like. But let's talk about different ways that you can help people. So, Chance, in your experience, what what have people that you noticed have told you you were good at, and what do you enjoy doing? Um, that's a great question. Hey, Corbin, what am I good at? <laughs> I think... No, I don't have to put you on the spot there if that's... Yeah. Here, you can take a few seconds because... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I I think you... What I think you love doing. I think you love uh, running. I think you love talking about running and exercising. I think you are really interested in... Actually, like in music and playing the piano. I think you really like that sort of stuff. I think you're good at it. I think you can pick up a piano song and play it very quickly and very easily. I think, you know, you, you know a lot about running. I think that that goes really well with you. And I think you, I think you're good at it, and I think you enjoy it a lot. And I think the same thing goes for music. So those are two things that I, I noticed just off the top of my head, at least. So what people would say I'm good at. Um... Blessing and a curse because it goes both ways. Talking, I say, if it's controlled, I'm good at talking, like speaking. I'm normally comfortable with it, but then again, that can go overboard because sometimes I don't know when to listen or when to stop talking. We're working on that. Um, uh, yeah, the the piano. I can really think that's that's a gift that um, that God has given me to be able to pick up songs and more or less kind of just play the basics of the song. Uh, I do enjoy doing that. It's just kind of fun. Running, yeah, yeah, I really like running. Exercise, it's like the, it's like the things that your brain is like, I can't physically do that, and then you go do it. Those things light me up. It's like, I mean, Spartan, like most, um, it's just like. Like the Ironman triathlon, I haven't done one, but I'd love to do it. Just because if if you talk to the majority, like the we'll say the average person, it's like there's no way. Like if you lay it out and say, well, you got to run this much, you got to bike this much, you got to swim this much. Well, no, that that doesn't seem like. And I would love to not only do that, but to get someone that is not. I don't want to say I want to get someone that's depressed, but. You know, a lot of people are just kind of unmotivated and upset because maybe events in their life have, per se, stuck them where they are, and they just never bounce back. And I'd love to just be like, look, we're going to, you know, do you want to do this? Well, yeah, but, the, you know, you ask them and they say, well, no, nah, I mean, that'd be cool, but that's not a reality. I could never do that. And it's like, what if I told you in two years we look back and you've done one of these? And they'd be like, no. 
And to just turn that around for people, for people who just don't believe in themselves, but maybe really have a passion for, maybe that is, just in general. I mean, running is probably one of the main things. There are those, like, crazy trips. But when people are just down on themselves, they're not where, I like when they have that that growth portion. They're not close to it. It's not like, well, um, how do I explain this? Uh, Corbin, Corbin, uh, you know, you know, big move of yours is you want to go to Texas. Well, Corbin, technically you could drive to Texas right now. So you could do it in like a week or if you flew. You know, that's not a good example, but it's like, Corbin, I want you to fly around the world 20 times. Well, Corbin, that's going to take a while and that's going to take a lot. And you, you know, you're going to have to plan much more to fly around the world 20 times than to drive to Texas and back. It's one yeah. of those, I want there to be that extensive time period that patience that because then it seems unreasonable to the mind at some point there's that well i would love to be there i'm trying to i love it well yours it's almost like it's goal setting and goal attainment like you want to help people set goals and then attain set goals yeah and 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 work and work with the mind and and the mindset part of that yeah, I want to see people's minds be strengthened because I feel like so many times, I mean, life can hit you like a freight train. Like, I, I, I can't speak necessarily from experience, and that's that's hard to say to others that have have been through much more difficult life situations. But I just would love to see, for example, here's a good one. I know um, there was a preacher that I remember, I don't know, a few years back, and he was, uh, I think he was like a drug dealer, smuggler or something. Like something to a high extent of what we would consider like maybe sketchy, worrisome, maybe stressed out all the time because, you know, that's there's a lot of stress and the fact that you could get caught and things like that, and it's maybe what we would consider not ideal an ideal situation and this guy years years later after this crazy story is preaching to us and i'm like your life has changed it was by jesus and that's awesome and you probably never thought you would be here but there might have been a glimpse in your head when you were driving whatever it was from point a to point b that you said you know what if i could just get my life changed by jesus and 10 years later be preaching in front of this group what if i could do that and you know then the mind then there's the whole the part i love it's like no no i can't there's no like look at where you're at you're but the change the 10 years later to go i am here now that i just those huge life changes and people are just amazing to me um and i think it takes the work of jesus it's just so it's so cool and it to be a supporting factor in someone's life like that to be a part of the story to be just a small piece to say i was a portion of that motivation i was able to contribute to them getting from here to here and them you know that'd just be that that's awesome great man so talk about this goal you're being a piece of it you're wanting to do it through you know sounds like you know the Bible and Christianity, those principles, psychology principles, 
you know, goal setting to like help them achieve these goals and become these people that they're proud of and those stories where you turn around and go, what? Um, so now I want to ask you, what could you be doing that you aren't doing to move you towards the goal of you being that guy who is a part of that process? What could you be doing that you aren't? Probably spending enough time with the right people. Okay. Or asking the right questions to the right people because I can think of just, and I'm not going to name or go into the situations, but more or less, well, I'll just name one is this guy I drive by that is homeless that I drive by probably twice a week. And I'm like, I think in the back of my head, what if you look back five years from now and this guy is on his feet with a great job. This guy's turned his life around. I'm not saying he is on drugs by any means, but maybe he has an addiction or something. And he's struggling with it because many people, not homeless people, many people in general just have addictions and struggles. And he's moved past this addiction or struggle. He's on his feet. He's changing the world, doing what he has a passion about. And he comes to me and says, thank you so much, you know, where I was to where I am now is such a blessing. And then maybe he's a public speaker talking about his life, and that's you can take one step at a time to change the world. A lot of people think that you can't change the world. I don't think, I don't explain this, I think you can, but you can't. What I mean by that is I think you can by impacting others as a collaborative group through love to help others, and that can grow exponentially to slowly change the world okay so let's get more specific less broad what is a activity you could be doing or something you could be pursuing in your day-to-day life that you aren't that would be moving you towards that because because you know you aren't you aren't doing that so how, how do we how do we start to make that happen for you uh slow down during my days be patient and live in the conversations with any person that i'm seeing that specific type of potential in okay Um, and what are you what are you passing up like what do you because you know if you're doing something you you must be stopping doing something else so what are you going to pass up in order to to do that to slow down um you know sometimes that's a good question I mean, there's plenty of things. I like to think that all the things I do are very valuable or important, but as we always go back to, there's a balance. So not necessarily give anything specific up, but but push back on the time spent slightly on all of the activities to balance that as a priority. Yeah. Okay, so, so what things would you push back on? Um, well, I'd say sleep, but sleep's important. Um, because I mean, you just, I, you know, how we got here, I asked you a question. I said, you know, what, what is the thing you'd want to be doing? Like, when you picture, like, what is the, what is the one thing, you know, so it's got to be important, important enough to, to push back on things. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, 
let me let me phrase it a different way. Why do you think you haven't been doing this? Because it's something that you it was in your head the first thing that popped up and you said it. So why why haven't you been pursuing it more? Um, because it's challenging. Because it's challenging. So not to say, and I know I shouldn't answer in this way. I have taken steps. Don't shit on yourself. You're good, man. But yeah, let's hear about them. But I guess that then derails the conversation because I still want to get to the point of the fix of the problem. So, but I, I I'll go into it without giving specifics away. This specific person I spoke to today. One thing I've realized is, you know, we feel like good human beings sometimes because we per se help them. We give them something. But um, I'm trying to see it from their perspective. And I got this guy's name because the name is very important. Um, I asked him what his favorite, like, fruits were. Um, That's something that I'm going to try to get. I know when I'm going to be in the area the next time and then provide that to him. And loving people, I feel, is about a relationship. So it's not something you go by, you say, I did my deed and move on. I think that's going to be a challenge to say, you need to spend time with this person regardless of what it is. It's like putting myself in the situation. I'm thinking through it right now. Why would I not invite him to lunch? I mean, there's a lot of things that come to my head to say, well... You know, even what, I wouldn't say what people would think, but that might be a big portion of it. Of if you took a homeless man to lunch, what would that look like? But it doesn't matter what it would look like. It matters. That's the first step in showing love to that person. So maybe that's it right there. Maybe I need to take this guy to lunch and talk to him about his life. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like an excellent start. And let's talk about the blocks from you doing that. So it was you were uh, afraid of what it would look like. Yeah, that might be one portion of it. All right. Um, you you well, keep rolling, say, yeah. and I'm going to provide you with something. But you keep rolling. What what are all the blocks? If that's only one portion. Like when you've Not thought about when you've thought about doing this, what what's been holding you back? I'll be quite honest. I haven't thought about it. I feel like Jesus just put it on my mind to say that's your next step. Right. Um, there, there's a, I don't try to, I'm not trying to profile, but there's a minute portion of fear to not know his situation, his lifestyle to say what, you know, what if I allow, I know that maybe this is makes me, I don't know this. I'm just thinking through it. I'm being honest on the podcast. What if I invite him in my car and he says, hey, give me all your money? And you go, well, that's that's bad to look at it like that, but it could be a reality because I don't know his situation or where he's been. or And what I mean by that is I don't know what he's been through. Maybe he's been through a lot and maybe – so that there's a little fear in simply just picking someone up um, and taking okay. them to lunch. I think those probably are the main two that I'm really thinking about. Or, okay, I'll think of a third as dependency. Because um, once I did that, that's, you know, a great a great step forward. But at that point, 
I don't know if it's a commitment level, but it's like you've committed. You know, when you see this guy, I guess building that friendship is not the easiest thing, especially with maybe we have no commonalities, maybe. But that, you know, I have to look past those things and take it one step at a time. Okay, yeah. So one piece of that was... I think afraid of what it would look like. Do you let's let's work through each one of those. So, how are you going to confront that? Can you rephrase? How are you going to confront and alleviate yourself with the fear of what it would look like for you to have lunch with this guy? Take a leap of faith. Uh huh. Through boldness and courageousness. I know that's probably not the answer you're asking for. No, I mean whatever it is to you, man. I'm not. I'm not asking for. I don't have your answers. What? Ask the question. I'm sorry. Sorry, I missed that chance. What'd you say? No, I was saying if if you don't mind, re-ask the question. I I do listen. I promise. It just that doesn't resonate. That's it okay. Stick in my brain after I answer. So you have a fear of what it would look like for you to have lunch with this guy. What's your plan for overcoming that fear? What is my plan? Let's make a specific plan. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know if that's my biggest fear. I think my biggest fear is the fear of what could happen. Okay. Not to say that that's not minute, like, because I think that is in the back of my head, but truly, I thought about it. I was like, I, if I take this guy to lunch, what does it look like? And I'm not that concerned. Okay. On that end. And be, but, but if there is any concern, I want us to wipe it out here so you can get moving on this. So if, if there's concern, why is there concern? Or what yeah. can I do to get past that concern? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, trust in Jesus that I'm doing the right thing by loving others. Okay, yeah, great. So you're going to trust in the fact that love is gonna, is the most important thing. Right. Okay, great. So how, how have you built that up a lot, that that's the most important thing? Um, oh, that's, that's a great question. Jesus is the most important thing. I don't know. Love is such a big thing. Like, I don't yeah. know. The one thing our preacher says is if there's two things you can do in the world, if you have two things that you need to focus on that you can get out of this thing, which is the Bible, sorry, I'm not calling it a thing, love Jesus and love people. Yeah. And truly, if you really break every single specific thing down, is there two really broad categories that cover, I'd say, about all of it. Great. Well, let's get in it. Let's define love, because there's a lot of misconceptions around love. I've noticed that a lot. So let's get a specific definition of love. Okay, the Bible's definition. I don't specifically know it. I know it's like love is patient, love is All right. kind. Well, let's not is, leave them. There's a lot. Let's not leave them hanging there. I'm going to look it up. I don't care if we break off the podcast here. This is important for removing your block. So, I like it. I mean, I, truly, I think that the. I mean, if we're, you know, I'm not saying if we're. The Bible's what we're sticking by, and it's got the definition. So let's go by the definition we're seeing there. Okay. So it says, For God so loved, agape, 
the world that he gave his only son. So it from this, and Chance, you'll have to let me know about this, was that love one of, that was a sacrificial love, right? Yeah. Okay. So if it's a sacrificial love, what does that imply for our love? And this is just one passage from the Bible, but let's let's roll with it a little bit here. So if it's sacrificial, and that is, you know, God. They say God is love. Like that is, it's not a trait He has. That is, that is His being. And it's saying that His biggest loving moment documented in the Bible is the giving of His Son, which is a sacrifice, a self-sacrifice for the good of of humankind. So, what does that mean for us when, as it pertains to humankind and how we love people? What do you think? I mean, it's in the sense of, you know, making sacrifices, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, could imply the fact that making a sacrifice of not knowing what happens. Uh Uh-huh. If this guy got in my car, would be a portion of that. Yeah. Yeah. Does anything change in your mindset around it? Um, it's just a really big step of faith. I mean, you have to trust mm-hmm. in Jesus that nothing happens. Or it does, and that was supposed to happen. Yep. I think, can you, can you make your trust in that being that loving thing, like doing that loving thing is going to be of bigger benefit, even just attempting it, than the risk that you perceive that you're taking on of danger to yourself. Say that again? Yeah, I, th- I think to make this decision and for you to actually go through with the decision is you have to you have to take the importance of that love and it has to override the fear of these perceived consequences of danger that you're seeing. Right. Yes, I see what you're saying. Is there? Is, sorry, I'm not. This That's is going okay. across kind of. Is there? Is there a question that I'm, I'm answering? Yeah, it's. No, no, it's it's not a question. It's just saying, you know, I think what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to build up the importance of that love so much to the point that you're okay with the risk. I agree. So, how how what what do you think would be a good strategy for you to build up that importance of love? Um, praying to God that He shows me. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, and but how are you going to take I, action? I mean, a portion of it I feel is is a. It's, it's not it doesn't I feel led to do it I don't feel led to do it now what I mean by that is not saying I'm putting it off but I'm saying that I'm supposed I feel I feel maybe I shouldn't be feeling that I'm supposed to make actions towards this gentleman ahead of time to say not you know that's not the first time I pick him up and say hey we're going to eat is that cool because maybe he feels that he's scared of me so maybe I need to build 
that relationship to begin that love in the relationship. Yeah, okay. Well, let and, me ask you a question. Is that God talking to you or fear talking to you? In the sense, a good question. Um, I just, I just want to make sure because you're talking about feeling called to do something. I want to make sure that you're not misconstruing God's voice in your ear versus fear's voice in your ear. Um. Okay, this is kind of interesting. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh man! So God wants me to pray on the podcast, but that's very. Very um, tough for me. Why's that? I don't know. Would you be able to pray on the pot? Okay, that's not that's not the yeah. right question to ask. Wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it that it's he's. It, I feel like he's going to give me an answer if I pray on the podcast. Okay. Well, let's hear it. All right, dear Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you that you have allowed me to push past the fear of praying on the podcast, doing what the Superman Don had showed us that praying on the podcast can be cool. And Lord, I say a quick prayer for Brenda, as that's been on my heart and wanted to pray about that with her situation currently, and throw a quick prayer in there for Mom and many others. Um, but Lord specifically at this moment i do pray that you show me your will in the sense of if this is fear speaking or if this is you speaking on if i'm supposed to wait if i'm supposed to take a few days to build a relationship or if you're showing me that i'm supposed to show this gentleman love now and to take him to lunch now Lord, I pray that you move in my heart to show me what your word is saying and what you're telling me rather than what fear is telling me. And I pray for for a clear mind to decipher which one is you. Amen. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned in in that that you were asking, like, do you want me to love him now? Well, I don't think there's a question there. I mean, the Bible and all things, God is love. So I, I don't think there should ever be a question whether it's time to love, you know? I know what I'm supposed to do. What are you supposed to do? Ask him. Ask oh, ask the, the gentleman. Man. Yeah, because then it doesn't, the fear that I have, because I made two points. I said there's a fear that I have, but in in turn, truly thinking of his perspective, there could be a fear he has because he doesn't know me. I mean, imagine someone just randomly coming up and saying, hey, let me pick you up and take you to lunch. And you're like, oh, okay. You have a fear too. So I fear, I fear feel that God's saying, ask him. Take him something the first time. I'm taking him peaches because he said he liked peaches. And then ask him. Maybe, hey, I'll be here. Maybe then, maybe then, maybe then. To say, hey, 
would love to take you to lunch sometime, you know, just to maybe share the love of Jesus. You know, would you like to go sometime, even now? Great, great. Uh, so let me ask you, I just want to get a confirmation here. So is is loving people, is that important enough for you to put yourself at risk? Yes. Great. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, we look at, I'm going to, I'll repeat the verse that I uh, mentioned a minute ago. It says, for God so loved agape, the world that he gave his only son. So we talked about sacrifice. It's the sacrificial, you know, the sacrificial lamb. You know, we talk about sacrifice. So I think, you know, your sacrifice here is, oh my gosh, this guy might kill me. You know, but at the, at the same time, it's for love in the same, you know, it's sacrificial. God's love is sacrificial. Works in the same hue, that agape love. It isn't loving when I want to or loving whatever, you know, when it's convenient. So I think that's important that you take the love aspect and you just blow that up in your life. And I think that's super cool. So let me ask you this. When are you going to do this? Probably Thursday. Thursday? What's today? Tuesday? Oh, is that when you're going to be in the area? Yeah. Okay, great. So on Thursday, you're gonna do this. So you're gonna bring. What are you gonna do? Bring him. You're gonna bring him peaches, and then ask him if he wants to go to lunch, or are you gonna? What are you gonna do there? Ew, oh, here's. I've got a proposal for you. Why don't you ask him if he wants to go to lunch, and then give him peaches at the end to be like, you know, here's your dessert, or <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about this really hard. Maybe I shouldn't be. Um, I would just go do it. I, you don't. I don't want you to get caught in contemplation. Like I want you to walk out of this going, okay, action time, and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I feel like going because, and I, I have to think about this reasonably. Like I do have a schedule, and sure. but I want to I take this action. So drive by in the morning if he's there. Give him peaches. Say, hey, where where will you be for lunch? You know, let me pick you up. When you know more of a appropriate style, making sure he's comfortable with that. But you're going to eat anyway, right? I mean, regardless of your schedule, I know you'd probably talk a little bit with him, but you know, I just, I just, I want to eliminate as many, as many blocks or scapegoats that I possibly can from the situation to make it easier for you to do it. You know what I'm saying? I think I've found a better way to do it. Okay. What you got? I guess I thought why I would pick him up and take him to a restaurant. Why not park somewhere, walk over to him with food that's already pre-made that I have? That makes more sense. I'm out in public. That's fair. He's comfortable in an atmosphere instead of, I don't know if he's used to going into a It seems more, I, I didn't think that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what way you feel is is safer you know we don't want to we don't need to take risks that we don't necessarily need to it's a smart risk so like whether i, I just want you to be able to have to be able to sit down and have a conversation with him wherever. i think that's the way i didn't think like that initially okay but that's been put on my mind from the prayer <laughs> which was really hard but is it a, such a blessing um that that's a way i could go park and walk there and have 
Because right now I did prep food and I have enough in my refrigerator to just take food. Or if he wants something from a restaurant around there, I can go pick it up and then we can sit if he has a spot that he wants to eat at, like outside. Chance, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? I don't. Could you get one? You say, do I have a paper and a pen? Yeah, I have one right here. <laughs> you know what's going to be funny, chance, though? How convenient. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I might not even cut it. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to leave the entire episode on this. I think that's great. Everybody likes some long form. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. what. It, we'll see. Anyways. I'm here. I'm ready. I got my paper. Okay, great. So you have a paper and a pencil. So what I want you to do is I want you to write down what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. I'm finished. Okay, great. So here's the task. And you can make, take an abridged version of, of whatever you just wrote. But just the, the basics, I want you to each night and each morning... Before you go to bed, before right as you're waking up, not before you wake up, but right as you're waking up, read that abridged version out to yourself. What you're going to do in a sentence and when you're going to do it. And I want you to imagine what it's going to feel like for you to do that and what it's going to mean for you to do that. So that we can get you, you can sort of suggest, make suggestions to your mind about what you're going to do and why you're doing it so you can build up the motivation to actually act whenever you get to that point. Because you're probably going to get to the point where you go, part of you is going to not want to do it again. So having that in place may be helpful. And that's what I've learned from this book that I'm actually reading now. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And I've been implementing this principle into my life as well. But it's it's important that you say it out loud. It's important that you visualize it. Like you can like see yourself doing it. I'm sure people, you guys have done that before. And then finally, it's important that you feel the emotions and think about how you're going to feel whenever you do that so that you can um, push yourself towards it and build that desire. So, Chance, can you do that for me? Oh, yeah. Sweet. All right. So, Chance, let's move into the back half here. This one's going to be a long one, but I think it's a worthwhile long one. What, if you could put anything on a billboard, you love this, Oh and, yeah, and millions of people would see it. What would you put on the billboard? I want to say I said it earlier in the podcast. I'm gonna have to listen to it, and I might have to re-record it. But otherwise, I'm gonna think on another one. No, no, I got it. Love Jesus, love people. Great, cool, man. So, what do you see now as your purpose in life? Love Jesus, love people. Okay, cool. I'll take it twice. Twice, man. Sorry, no, that well, was... Well, cool. Um, no, I mean, it works. If that, if that's what came to your mind, let's, my purpose, let's roll with it. My purpose in life is to follow Jesus' plan. And it's crazy because doing things like this are not normal. And I say, I don't, okay, when I say not normal, it's not what you see people doing every day. Right. So going out on those limbs and truly <laughs> being bold and courageous and taking leaps of faith each and every day because we yeah, I feel I, like we yeah. have these opportunities so often I mean I would say 50% of the people listen to the podcast have probably seen someone homeless or someone they could go out of their way to do something similar in the last week 
Yeah, definitely, man. That's great. And one note on this, I think there's a principle that we mimic what we see or we mimic what we're exposed to. And the problem is we aren't necessarily exposed to a lot of people who are doing this sort of thing. And that's probably a part of the reason that makes it challenging because you're not seeing it. So I think reinforcing the principle of loving others and what the reward is for you and for the other person when you do so is going to be important. And using that strategy that I gave Chance a minute ago about writing it down, visualizing, thinking about how you're going to feel, doing all those things to build desire is going to be important to do things that not a lot of people are doing. So, great. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that is our episode this week. I was really astounded to talk with Chance, and I think there's a lot of there was a lot of beauty in this episode, and a lot of uh, doing uncommon bold things, which is the theme of our season. And I think it was a unique spin on uh, on our theme, and yet another great episode to hopefully add some perspective to y'all's lives. Chance, you had something to say? Yep, I got a text, and Brenda is doing better. The prayers were answered. That is awesome. Brilliant. Sweet. Well, you guys just saw it. So uh, you can see the power of faith right there. And uh, hopefully in the next couple days, we're going to see the power of boldness through faith on Chance's end. And next week, I think we'll have to take an exception and we will give you an update on that as we did last season. So, and that'll hopefully give uh, Chance... um, more motivation to stick to something so we can talk about it next week. And if, if he doesn't, of course, we do the, the good Christian thing and shame the crap out of him. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that said, um, we love you. Next season, or not next season, next week we will have another guest on that hopefully will add some value to your life and help you to live with more peace and purpose. We love you. Have a wonderful week. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, You can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose Podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose Podcast. See you next week.